Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Write this down. That's right, and it is a write that down Wednesday edition of Purple Daily, which we're going to get into in just a moment. We are the only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions and holds each other accountable. We're not afraid to face the music. When people always, like, when they'll tweet at us or something and they'll say, well, can I can I come back and throw it in your face if you were wrong? It's like, I mean, you can. We do it every Wednesday That's the point. on the show. That's the point of the whole yeah. segment, we, uh, to mock ourselves. We don't fear being wrong in our reckless speculation uh, we bring guest listener predictors in, so we'll get to that in a second. Write That Down is powered each week by Federated Mutual Insurance Company, one of our partners here on Purple Daily and at Score North. And Federated recently launched My Shield for any of you business owners out there, the online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner, think about how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. That's what Federated and MyShield bring to you. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Let's hit it, Dex. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Here's how it works. Every single week, three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track in this edition. We also have the classic Write That Down edition on Mackie and Judd, our other podcast you can find on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, the Scornorth app, and YouTube. Uh, we keep track of home runs and batting average in that edition. For the football edition, it's completion percentage and touchdowns. And boys, a couple of touchdown passes came off the board <laughs> this, is, this weekend. This is going to be Someone's brutal. Someone's throwing bombs uh, down the field. This is going to be brutal. You've, yeah, you've changed right. your whole strategy on the record now because you just threw two touchdown <laughs> passes. I've decided average and completion percentage don't matter. I, I'm Jameis Winston. <laughs> I don't care about anything other than your just throwing the ball down the 32 field. 32 and 31. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you want to be part of of the show on a Wednesday, you can hit me or Declan up in our Twitter DMs at Phil Mackey at Dex's tweets, and we'll get you scheduled in. Let's start out with Judd Zilgad. A few things came off the board for Judd. All right, yeah, a lot of some Super Bowl stuff. A little bit of a mixed bag here. Number one, oh, that's you not s- too bad. 
You said Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan would go over two minutes for the national anthem, and boy, did they ever. They went like 218 or something. Yeah, I I timed it. It, Hold on, button. Did you, did you, I saw someone like, there was a video on Barstool or somewhere. Someone was standing outside the stadium, like timing the practice run of the national anthem. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I heard about that and it leaked out. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think they took it off the board. Mm. Okay. As far as a betting prop. Pretty genius. But I did not see that. There was also I just some, thought the two people couldn't possibly go under two. Is it also accurate that the guy who jumped on the field and did the streaking thing with like the, the singlet, there was a meme going around or a photo going around that he placed a, some like massive bet, $50,000 bet to win like a half million dollars or something. Oh, is that what it that was? That there would be a streaker on the field. I saw that story. Some I saw that headline. I didn't know. Okay. okay. I don't know if that's true, but that's hilarious if it's true. Good for him. Would you get arrested, get a some sort of a fine. charge on your record and a fine for like three hundred thousand dollars? Now I don't think I don't think that bookie's gonna pay up. I don't even know if it's true, but it's hilarious. Judd said Clint Kubiak would be the next Vikings offensive coordinator. Nice punt by me. Yep, good for you. However, you said within the first three questions of Tom Brady's Super about Bowl post game press conference that he will be asked about his future. And he wasn't? I found the, first the transcript. Okay. He was not asked about his future within the first three questions. Those reporters did not do a good job. I think this is more if he loses, it was more likely that he I would be asked about his future. I thought both ways, but yeah. Okay. No, if you found the transcript, you found the transcript. And then you said Pat Mahomes will be the, the MVP of the Super Bowl this Sunday. Well, I had the right position. <laughs> I had the right position. I did not. I had a bunch of stuff come off the board. I said Tom Brady would overcome a double-digit second-half deficit to win the Super Bowl. I said Tyree Kill will once again go over 200 yards of total offense in the Super Bowl, just like he did in the first quarter of their first meeting this season. And I said at least one of the two teams will connect on a Hail Mary of 40 or more yards to close out a half inside 10 seconds. But boys... Shooters got to shoot. Mm-hmm. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take in life. And that's why I told you that <laughs> Antoine Winfield Jr. would force at least a turnover or a fumble very, very in good. the Vic- Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a victory lap. Thank it's you. Shooters got to shoot. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yes. It was a wonderful deflected interception for Antoine Winfield Jr., who also got screwed later in the game for for throwing the deuces up to uh, to Tyree Kill? I mean, what goes around comes around. Let's let's not I didn't be know flag about that, happy. But that's a good story. Yep. But that's not it. Old wily veteran oh! Phil Mackey dropped back in the pocket a second time and threw a ball down the field when he predicted that Tampa Bay would win the Super Bowl and that Mike Remmers specifically would give up at least five pressures, which is a terrible game. According to Pro Football Focus, a parlay, the results, and another touchdown. I believe it was six pressures allowed by Mike Remmers. And one of his teammates, I think the other tackle, allowed like eight or nine pressures. Yeah, because the, the right game. tackle had been the right guard. He moved to right tackle. The right tackle was Remmers who moved to left tackle. And then Wyzanewski, who had been like waved by Pittsburgh, played right guard. Yeah. But anyway, congratulations, Phil. You did a great job. It's a victory lap. It's two touchdowns. And real quick, because I just I have to throw this out. I've heard so many people, whether they're coming at us or just you know sending out you know as part of Vikings Twitter, for instance, saying, I mean, look at all these people that said Pat Mahomes could overcome a bad offensive line. See, it's like first of all, what is your argument? 
Is your argument that Pat Mahomes isn't great? Is your argument that if you compare Pat Mahomes to Kirk Cousins, that they are the same? Like, Pat Mahomes has a better chance to overcome deficiencies than any quarterback in the NFL. And I think the game on Sunday just proved that the deficiencies, when you're missing that many pieces and you're going up against Tom Brady and that Bucks defensive front, like, you can't overcome everything all the time. He had no offensive line. Like, his tackles couldn't play. Yeah. And the Vikings had a terrible offensive line too, but they never had a game where both tackles were like were, were literally rendered blocking dummies. Their tackles were never awful. In fact, the, the tackles are pretty, the, they're pretty the, solid. Two above average pieces of yes, the offensive line. Exactly. Vikings offensive line is garbage at pass. Oh, I thought this was Declan's. Now nah, the listeners had a rough week. Okay. Yeah. Josh said on Saturday night, Justin Jefferson will win offensive rookie of the year. He should have. He got trounced. In he voting, did. he got absolutely destroyed. He's a I lot, was surprised by that. He's a lot better right now at his position and his job than Justin Herbert is at his, even though Justin Herbert's good. You could make a case that Justin Jefferson is legitimately one of the three or five best receivers in the NFL right now. He got nine votes. Yeah, that's just... And I think Herbert got 42. And just skewed to our quarterbacks. Yep. You know? It's a quarterback uh, award. Speaking of, Josh also predicted Chad Henney will throw at least one touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Respect the call. Love that prediction. I had, a feeling, massive respect. I had a feeling about that one. That he would? No, that he would. Oh. That, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Jo- Josh's first one was I like a lot. The okay. second one is like, yeah, okay. Tyler said the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl by 14 points or more. And Spencer had a parlay. He said the Vikings will bring in Doug Peterson as the Vikings offensive coordinator. And Everson Griffin will come back. And so, I mean, Everson could come back. But that first thing. Spencer put a lot on his plate with that prediction. Declan had a busy week as well. Oh, I got two. Declan said the Vikings' next offensive coordinator will be a former full-time NFL head coach. That was incorrect. That's okay. You said Travis Kelsey will record the first touchdown for the Chiefs. We're that's, still waiting. That's true, I guess, technically. Oh. Like, if they go down back to Tampa. <laughs> um, you said a defensive player will sub in on offense and score a touchdown at some point in the Super Bowl. We did have an offensive lineman yeah, drop had, a pass. We almost had a fat guy touchdown. We were so yeah. close. And you said Tyler Johnson will have at le- a catch of at least 15 yards in the Super Bowl. He did not. But you did say Pat Mahomes would not win Super Bowl MVP and that the winning team in the Super Bowl will score oh, at least 20. Not a bad week. That's not a bad week at all. Not that a bad point, week. So. I thought it was a lot worse. Yeah. Pretty good. So here are the 2001 season stats. Judd Zolgad. 50% completions, no, no touchdowns. Touchdown. No, I have noodle arm. Mackie and Declan both at 33% completions, but I have three touchdown passes on the year now you're in Dan the first Marino. month. You're, I'm Bradford, you're Marino. <laughs> and the listeners are over and over in both of those categories. My checkdowns have gone a long ways. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. You're Mitch Trubisky right now. All right, let's get, let's get our guy in here. Sam is our guest listener predictor. On uh, Purple Daily, write that down. Sam, are you ready for this? I am ready, yes. Right, are you throwing the ball down the field? Are you checking down? What's your quarterback strategy here? Um, I'm playing and I'm throwing it down the field. I don't know if that'll work, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, I love it. Welcome to the Jameis Winston Club. <laughs> Just <laughs> trying to, trying to fire, get those touchdowns. Baby. It might yeah. get picked. <laughs> All right, so we'll start. Here's how it works. We're going to run the room three times, three predictions each. We'll start with Sam, Judd, Declan, Phil, and we'll go back around uh, until we're done. So Sam... You take the first snap here. All right. Um, my first prediction is uh, Cameron Dantzler will lead the league in interceptions in 2021. Ooh. Okay. That's definitely throwing. That that's, dri- that's driving the ball downfield, as they say. I like it. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Judd? 
The Vikings will obtain a second-round pick in the 2021 draft. Didn't I make that call? That's uh, okay. I don't know. You can, you can still do it? You can, yeah. if, if you guys, just to clarify, and, and for people that are new to the segment too, you can make the same prediction as somebody else from a different week, but if you make the same prediction the same week, you have, you to, add, you have to add it. to yep. it. Yep. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I think I think you did say that you both yeah. had that prediction, but it was separate weeks. So. No, we'll, we'll both get hit, and that's mostly because it just takes too long to dig For through sure. and be like, yeah. "No, you can't do that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't predict the Vikings to win the division. Can't Write do this it. down. I got you. All right, the Vikings will make a reported trade between now and when the new league year starts by March seventeenth. Yeah, of any of any kind. Of any kind. Reported trade between now and when the new league reported. year starts by March seventeenth. Okay, well worded. Reported. Okay, I've got one kind of similar to Declan's Write here. Write this down. Prior to April, so I'm going to give I'm going to give a couple weeks into the new league year, which starts in the middle of March. So prior to April, the Vikings will either cut, restructure, or trade all three of these guys: Riley Reef, Kyle Rudolph, Harrison Smith. So yeah. they'll either cut, they'll trade, or restructure. Reef, yep. Rudolph. And Harrison Smith. Got it. All three have to come off or it doesn't count for me. I mean, Harrison Smith, I don't think he has any guaranteed money left. And yeah, the penalty sense. to cut him, which they shouldn't, but the penalty to cut him is like zero two. So his agent's going to say, listen, I mean, this guy, he's a Hall of Famer. Can we get some some sort of assurances that he's going to be around for a couple of years? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Write it down. It. You like writing like things down? All right. Back over to Sam. All right. Um, my second one is kind of like Phil's. Uh, Kirk Cousins and Anthony Barr will restructure their deals before March 17th. The Kirk one's interesting. The Kirk one's interesting because they almost have to, right? Like, I don't think people, you know, people that keep going back to, well, what do you mean last last year he didn't make that much money? He, his, his cap number is only 20. So this year, assuming that Big Ben gets restructured, and I think Matt, Matt Ryan's cap number this year is like $40 million. They're going to restructure that too. So if those guys get restructured, Kirk this year is going to have the sixth highest cap number among quarterbacks at $31 million. And next year, he'll have the highest cap number in 2022 yeah. at $45 million. His cap number right now, if nobody, if, if no contracts changed for 2022, is higher than Pat Mahomes. So they either have to restructure or trade him. And if they restructure, it means you're guaranteeing more money at age 35 and potentially down the road. Yeah, they- so it's a big thing. They could try and not restructure them for 2021, but then for sure you've got to do it in March of 2022. Like you can't have that cap hit in 2022. You just can't. So write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Judd. There will be a report by May 1st, okay, that the Vikings received at least one call on Kirk Cousins. Okay. For a potential, and trade. we haven't had that report technically. We yet. have not We've had, had a lot that. of steam. We've had steam, and, and there have been there's been a lot of speculation or reports about different quarterbacks. But we will see a mainstream, so ESPN, not just some blogger. We'll see a mainstream report by May first. The Vikings received at least one call on Kirk Cousins. What if the conversation happens in person? Does does it count for Judd? What if we find out that? Rick Spielman it, it can't be. had a had an in person he can't masks Panda, on Panda, safe no. discussion no and they weren't call. calling each other <laughs> it, it's going to be there will be a mainstream report that there was interest in Kirk they Cousins met at an Italian yep. restaurant yep. and everyone's got COVID now <laughs> everybody's sick nobody can work anymore all right back to Declan all right Teddy Bridgewater oh you and I have the same predictions this week you too will not be on the Panthers by week one of next season 
Is that your prediction? No. Okay, cool. So very Teddy, close, though. Teddy Bridgewater will not be on the Panthers by week one of next season. It's mm, a good prediction. Okay. I went a little further. Right. Write this down. Teddy Bridgewater, write oh. this down, will be the starting quarterback in week one for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh! 2021. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam you're, jumps you're out like, the window. Oh, God. <laughs> you're, ba- you're basically <laughs> launching bombs from your own 20 and trying to reach the end zone. <laughs> well, listen, the, so and just to clarify, this isn't completely out of thin air, okay? We know Adam Schefter is reporting, and Adam Schefter doesn't just make stuff up. Adam Schefter, you, we did a deep dive into this on yesterday's episode, is reporting that for Matt Stafford, the Panthers offered the number eight overall pick, a fifth round pick, and Teddy Bridgewater, okay? So Stafford and Kirk Cousins pretty much in the same bin for six years as quarterbacks. You're telling me that they wouldn't do the exact same or similar trade? What if they said, we think Matt Stafford's better, so we're, we're not going to give you the eighth overall pick, but like we'll give you a second-round pick and a third-round pick. Like We'll just alter the—we're going to keep our eighth because we like Stafford better. have to get a first-round pick for Cousins. You think so? Absolutely. You don't think they'd trade him for like no. a second and a third? Nope. Would you? It would be a first-round pick. Would I do it? For a second and a third. I'd very and much Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yes. You know what? No, I can get your first round pick. You, no, no, no. If you were gonna give, if you were gonna give the Lions the eighth pick for Stafford, there is no reason on God's green earth that I shouldn't get a first round pick. Totally agreed. The fact that that's out there now, it's like, come on, you guys. I'm not gonna take a second, third round pick. I want your first round pick, or we're done. We're done talking. Write this down. All right, back over to Sam. Your final throw here. All right, this one's for my dad. Um, big fan of this guy. Uh, I think next season Josh Allen will win MVP. Yeah. I can see that. I like that. I like that one. He's headed in that direction for sure. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And we all mocked him for how we all did. Josh Allen, he can't hit the broadside yeah. of a barn. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where write that down to accountability session and old tweets exposed come in handy. Can't escape our would Josh you, Allen. Would you call take. it coming in handy? <laughs> uh, Sam, since you've got this platform here now, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this moment? Um, I'd like to thank my fiance and my son for um, dealing with me for Vikings games um, and shout out to my dad for making me a Vikings fan and making painful, painful memories. <laughs> I was going to say, what's yeah. the shout out for <laughs> what's the most pain yeah. the Vikings have ever caused you? Um, so I faintly remember uh, Brett Favre throwing a cross, cross the middle. I faintly remember that kind of hurt a little bit. I'm really young. I'm 22. So, the one that I really remember is uh, Blair Walsh, 2015. Uh, that one hurt a lot. So yeah, boy, that was. I know. Welcome I'm to the really club, young. Sam. Aggressive. All right. I know. Yep. A new generation yeah. of, of Vikings. New scars. Break, you know? New Viking scars. Sam, thanks for jumping on, man. Great picks. See ya. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. That's our guest listener predictor, Sam. Oh. Write it down. You like writing things down. I feel, like, I feel like when they when they say all those things, it's like hi Sam. Like it's like an AA meeting. It is. It's exactly what it is. We've done Blair that before. Walsh, hi, hi, hi Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we are the one of the only fan bases that I think can just throw the year of the heartbreak out, and everybody knows what you're talking about. It's Cubs like, but before they, they yeah. actually won a World and Series, Red it's Sun, very yeah. Cubs like. 89, yeah. 84. 98-09. Yep. Oh, it's very yeah. much like seventeen. Ah, oh. yeah. yeah, seventeen. The Minneapolis miracle letdown. <sighs> All right, Judd, your final prediction. All right, outside of the um, Vikings realm, my last one is actually a Pittsburgh Steelers prediction. The 2021 season will be Mike Tomlin's last as Steelers coach. 
Really? It will be his 15th year, which is Dude, the same. He's young still, right? Yeah, which is the same amount of years as Bill Cowher had before he stepped down. So I'm not saying he's. So just to be clear, Dex, again, the 2021 season will be Mike Tomlin's last Steelers coach. I'm not predicting how it will end. Okay. Like, I'm not saying fired. I'm not saying. The 2021 season will be Mike Tomlin's last yes. Steelers head coach. Thank you. You got it. I mean, won't he be the hottest commodity? I mean, how often do you see a guy just available with a Super Bowl track record like that in his prime still? I mean, right. he, he can't be. Is he in his early 50s? Can't be that no, old. Right? No, he's, I think he's late 40s, right? Wow. I think he's still late 40s. But I, I think he would. He strikes me as the type of guy who would take a year off. He's 48. 48. So he might take a year off and then come back the next year and be a super hot commodity. Mm. Or. Maybe there's a seamless transition back to where it all started as a defensive seamless. coordinator. Do you want a defensive guy again? Transition to power. Well, but he's a defensive guy. But here's the thing: he is the he. This is where he separates himself from Zimmer in a few ways. He's a defensive guy that that understands the CEO nature of being a head coach. Okay. He's not just like I'm going to run the defense and let. That's true. Like he has his hands in both. And so you you're could, saying he could bring in, or he he would un- understand. The importance of the offense and not just build around the defense. Yeah, I think okay. you could even argue that the Steelers definitely, when they, when they were at their best under him, it, defense was driving it. But you could argue that the Steelers in Mike in Mike Tomlin's tenure have been just as known for offensive things as defensive things. Big, ben Big Ben's going to go yeah. develop Big Ben. You know, Cower got Big Ben what for the first couple of years, but like he developed Big Ben into a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And they've had wide receivers up and down for 15 Mike years. Mike Tomlin, backs. back to the Vikings, is truly reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. All right, Dex, your All final right. prediction. My uh, second favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, will draft a wide receiver in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. <laughs> One year too late. Yeah. One year too late. What, gonna, why didn't they just do that last that year? That would have been great. Because they're, you, they're idiots. But I, On Instagram Live yesterday, someone threw out this idea and... Could you imagine Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson together? Yes. That would have been. Yeah, I know. Yes, I, I, know, yes, I, I could, you, you could have. I've talked it, about it before. Been insane instead of MBS and Aaron Rodgers. Alan Lazard and Judd Zolgad out playing wide receiver for the Packers. No offense to Judd. With De, no, with Devontae and JJ? Yeah, it would yeah. have been. That, Dude, that, that would have been ridiculous. You can make a case those are the two best receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Write it down. You like writing Way things to go, down. Man. Boys, final prediction. This is kind of a segue because we're going we're gonna to get into some Gary Kubiak or well, Clint Kubiak. Might as well be. I mean, yeah. uh, Clint Kubiak audio and, and video here. But I think he's going to have an influence on getting the Vikings to just open up the playbook within the system more. So write this down. The Vikings, I believe, were like fifth from the bottom of the league in pass attempts last year. So my prediction is write this down. The Vikings will finish next season in the top 16 in the league in pass attempts. So they will at least get into the top half of the league in total pass attempts. I'm not saying that they all of a sudden become the Kansas City Chiefs and are just throwing all the time, Mm -hmm. but they're going to at least migrate toward a more progressive area when you've got the weapons that they have I hope you're right. throwing the ball offense. I, don't, I have no confidence that's going to happen, but I hope write you're right. Write it down. You like writing things down. And so those are your write-that-down predictions and your accountability session here for Purple Daily. Write that down. Every single Wednesday, we are the only show in America that keeps track of each other's predictions and holds each other accountable. 
And while we do it, we're oftentimes cheersing uh, Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan Goff. That is right. Because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes. I bet my guy, Clint Kubiak, he's a young pup. He's only a few years older than I am. I think he would enjoy a nice uh, Corona Hard Seltzer. And when he wants to open up that playbook, I think he cracks open a Blackberry Lime Corona Hard Seltzer. Because you can't keep running on first uh, on second and long. And you have to go with Blackberry Lime now on second and long, Clint. So it, you, please take a note on the Corona Hard Seltzer. Because it's the only hard seltzer made with those Pure Beach Vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Let's uh, let's dive into a couple of these Clint Kubiak cuts. Do you have the one where he's talking about modernizing the offense, Declan? I think that's the biggest question people have is how do you take your dad's system, which has worked pretty darn well across the Broncos and the Texans and the Vikings, but not sure if you can use that same system and have it work at the level it needs to in today's NFL. How do you make that happen? Uh, this is Clint Kubiak. Yeah, I think if if we don't evolve, then we'll be left in the dust. You know, that's that's every every team in the NFL um, always trying to find a ways to to evolve your scheme and try to make yourself less predictable. And that goes uh, this time of year is a heavy self, self-scout time of year and studying other teams. Um, but certainly we don't want to be rigid. We want to we be open to growth uh, just so we can produce on Sunday. And my question off of that then is, I like what he said. I like the idea. I think he's exactly right. Will his boss allow him that growth? Because that growth means going to his boss, Zim in this case, and saying, okay, Mike, you know what? My dad did a really nice job, but we used Dalvin Cook entirely too much. And that does not mean that Dalvin should not be used a lot, because he should be. But the notion that we that when in doubt, we are going to hand the ball off, which is the Vikings' philosophy from 2020, is not, in 2021, a good one, okay? So, so if he can transfer what he said to the field and actually allow, and I know that this could go wildly wrong, but Kirk Cousins, more opportunity to actually be a QB and take the kid gloves off consistently in big games, then I'm all for it. But I have my doubts when Clint. So I think Clint, Phil, is going to sit down and come up with a master plan, right? The master plan. This is my ideas. You know, dad's great, but I'm a younger, I'm a younger Kubiak. And he's going to go and at some point in time sit down with people that supervise him and present the plan. I have real doubts if it's going to be accepted like I think it should be. There's got to be some nuance involved. There, there, there's a way to manage up here, I think, if, if you're Kubiak. I agree. I think it's, listen, Mike, or sir, I don't know what, Mr. Zimmer. I don't, I don't know what he's going to be forced to call Mike Zimmer. I think you need to show him this statistic first, okay? Because the goal here is we want to win a Super Bowl, and we want to look a little bit more like the teams in terms of strategy that that are in the mix at the end of the season. So Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Rodgers with the Packers, right? And obviously, we're not going to be able to turn Kirk Cousins into Aaron Rodgers overnight or into Pat Mahomes, so we have to do it more strategically. Mm -hmm. We can't just always be establishing the run for plays and plays on end early in games. And we can do a, a deeper dive into some of the X's and O's and get people on who know who know the scheme better than we do. But this one stood out the most to me when I was doing a deep dive yesterday that 
the three teams that threw the ball the most in the first half in 2020 were the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Bills. Let that sink in for a second. In terms of what is your offensive strategy? Is it establish the run to win the game? Or are you establishing your best offense to take a lead and then run the ball late to grind clock and to wear a team down, right? Those three teams, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Bills, not only did they throw the ball the most out of all 32 teams in the first half last year, mm-hmm. they all threw 100 more passes in the first half mm-hmm. than the Vikings did last year. So, and again, well, yeah, but like Tom Brady... Pat Mahomes, you're not going to just clone what the Chiefs are doing. And I get that. I'm not saying you have to clone what they're doing. What I'm saying is within your system, Kirk is great at play action. You've got these great weapons. Keep running your same system. Just take the system and turn it a little closer to being pass happy in the first half. The yeah, Vikings, you've got the parts. The Vikings go into every game and they think, and this is a Mike, this is a Mike Zimmer edict, I am sure. They think, well, we need to first establish, like, our best strategy for winning this game is to first establish the run. Yep. And then we can get the pass game going once we've established the run. Not that they don't throw out of the gate. Like, they do throw out of the gate, too. But in terms of statistically, they are one of the, uh, the, the least passing teams in the first half. Now, what they might turn around and say is, okay, well... We got a bunch of run blocking offensive linemen. We got a, a bunch of zone schemers up here up front you that aren't great that. at pass protection. Yeah, I and I would say that's your fault. That's that's a you, you can, problem. And you can start to fix that. Yep. So you need some better pass protection so that you feel more comfortable using your pass attack within the system that you have. Play action, everything to to score more points early and jump on teams so that you're not in a position where you're always fighting it out in the third and fourth quarter. And I, I think in going to Mike as well and and presenting my philosophy. And my sort of persuasive argument as to why we need to tweak things in a general direction, too. I think the selling point is this. Mike, if we are lucky enough to get to the Super Bowl and play for the championship in that game, we are basically probably going to do a game plan that you love. Because what what are fans going to say now? Look at what the Buccaneers did against the Chiefs. It worked. The Vikings philosophy works. And it does work at certain times, and it very well might work in that game. But the argument or the case that Clint Kubiak has off of what you're saying is this. How do we get there? Like, you can't play the Buccaneers Super Bowl game all season long. That's not how this works. But once you get there, Mike, Zim, you are the star. Like, at that point in time, let's go for it. But how do we get there? And why don't we get there? Right? Why Why aren't you there? And it's because I think we all agree. This offense is legit. And this offense has the ability to pop it if it's done right and be really damn good. And it was good. But how do we get it to really damn good? And if you morph things now, and now you've got Cousins to Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith, Cook involved. Think about that one. And if you added a third receiver by chance, how do you defend that yeah. if if you run it right? And I remain I remain skeptical that Kirk has the bleep you DNA needed in the biggest of big games, in the biggest of big spots. Yeah. But since you're committed to him, you need to keep giving him resources and keep you know, the other thing too is 
if the Vikings come back and say, listen, we like Kirk. We don't we don't want to put it all on his plate. We don't really trust him when we put it all on his plate. Then I would say, then why do you have why do you have 60 plus million dollars in guarantees going to him in the next couple of years? Yeah. Why would you commit so much financially to someone you don't really trust and that you don't really want to you know, hit the throttle with? That's another thing that you need to wrestle with internally. Uh, Dex, let's fire some more Clint Kubiak here from his introductory press conference yesterday. What else we got? Yeah, it's been it's been an excellent relationship, uh, mainly because he he demands so much out of his coaches because the way he prepares. So, um, you know, every day that I've been in the building with Kirk, I've become a better coach. So, um, you know, <laughs> nobody is working harder than him mentally, and then getting his body ready for Sunday. I think uh, as we move on to this next step, um, I don't see very much changing. We gotta we gotta get closer in order for us to to keep moving forward. And I th- I think you know. The- the positive thing here, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a nepotism case, and you know he's like thirty three years old. And there's would Eric Bieniemy be more qualified? Yes. Were you able to poach him? You can't just poach offensive coordinators. Um, I guess his contract was up, so technically he could have left. But like, I I am skeptical that this is going to be a home run hire. But I'm but I'm open minded, and I'm willing to trust that Clint Kubiak is in this position not just because of his last name. But the thing that I think maybe puts it over the top is he does have a great relationship with Kirk Cousins. And chemistry and rapport and respect between the franchise quarterback and the offensive coordinator is really important, you know, not not to put him in the same sentence as Tom Brady. But guess what? Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels had great respect and communication and are texting each other late at night. We've seen situations in Pittsburgh before where like Ben Roethlisberger hates uh, what's his name? Todd Haley, Todd Haley or something. Oh, yeah. Right. So we know that at least at least off the start, there's not going to be friction between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback, and that's a good thing. Yeah, but I, I think more importantly uh, than the relationship between um, Kirk and Clint is this one: the trust, and and can that trust be transferred to the coach? Because they can be great pals, and you know, behind the, the scenes talking about, wouldn't it be great if we did this and we did that? And if Mike says no, you can't do it. So I think the most important thing here, and I think what the Vikings have to do to get a definitive answer on Kirk. Um, is to trust him. It's to trust him, and it's to say we have the components here to be a really high-powered offense fairly consistently. We definitely need to get the interior of the offensive line built up more. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But once that's done, if that's done correctly, right, you will need to say we trust you. So I don't care if you're pals. I don't care if you you, uh, have hopes and dreams. What I care about is can you execute those things on Sunday? And until the power transfers from Zimmer saying, you know what, bleep it, let's do it, and Clint calling that play, because I feel like that's the place where we always get to, and then Mike's like, oh, but I hate quarterbacks and kickers. I hate them both so much. (laughs) And poor Clint's like, but I want to call this play. Speaking of, the Vikings did sign a new kicker. The Vikings signed a new kicker with some guaranteed money. Um, was he on Tampa's practice squad? Yeah, he was even protected uh, throughout the entire practice squad. So he's like one of their designated protected players when he was on the practice squad. Greg he's Joseph. Really, he's a really protectable practice squad yeah. player. He's like 26 years old. Yeah, poor, this poor guy's going to be ruined. He, he uh, <laughs> He's the next guy who's going to be ruined. He Let's see here. The Vikings, according to Ian Rappaport, the Vikings guaranteed a portion of his base salary. With the Vikings currently above the protected salary cap, the Vikings are are uh, likely to get rid of Dan Bailey, who is 33 years old, was mostly terrible last year, and has 1.8 million of his 2.7 base salary guaranteed 
on March 19th. That's an easy way to clear out $1.8 million when you are up against the salary cap. So a new kicker that we can all sweat and be nervous about Great. in purple. No, no <laughs> position has been as mismanaged during the Zim regime as kicker. Like, I'm sorry, at some point in time, do all of these guys really suck? Like at some yeah, I, at, yeah. at at some point at some point in time, let these guys succeed or fail. But I feel like the pressure eventually gets to to them all, young and old, right? And I will go back to the question that we've asked on this show about kickers for like three years now. What was wrong with Kai Forbath? I know, like he missed some PATs. Okay, dude, it happens now. Lots of guys dude, do. They've lit. But, they've lit like three fifth round picks on yes. fire just like trying to find kickers and. Long snappers and whatnot, but, right? I mean, punters. But as as much as it drives me nuts that Mike seems to despise quarterbacks, the kicker thing baffles me because here's the thing. It's an important position. Yeah. Like, it's not like, uh, yeah, the kicker, who cares? No, you care. It can win you games, lose your games, right? How many guys do we have to see just absolutely mind bleeped? Sounds like another one. <laughs> poor, poor, what's his name? Is I would, Greg I, Joseph? I'd have a couple others. Yeah, a couple others on speed dial around week four, just, just just to make sure. Honest to God, it just it never ends. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate everyone who has subscribed to our YouTube channel and those of you who've given us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple. If you do those two things, you can help us out during what's been a really tough year, but it's been fun uh, growing these podcasts and YouTube audiences with all of you. And consider uh, consider us your Vikings therapist on a daily basis. This is a Vikings lifestyle show, as we like to call it, and uh, the only one you're going to find on a daily basis. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.